Hello, folks. Welcome to another Wheelchair Wednesday. I'm your host, Wheelchair Rick. Uh, don't mind the camera. For some reason, it's like everything is super hazy. Almost like the sky is here in Michigan um, the last few days. But uh, with further ado, we're going to get to our next guest. Uh, but before we do that, always got to hit the intro. Welcome. All right, so today's guest, we have Mia Shapiro. What is up? How are you doing? Doing great, Rick. Now, this is, so our viewers know and our folks know uh, at home, this is our first mobile interview. She is actually out on the town somewhere, and I believe you said Virginia. Uh, right? Or no? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, this is our first ever mobile interview. So that's exciting. Um, Mia, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, I went out today um, to, I actually had an appointment um, with my physical therapist and Emotion to get some um, wheelchair parts ordered. Um, I'm trying to get a new joystick because my joystick has been broken for about a year. Oh no. And so I've been trying to get that ordered for for a while now, and it's been I a bit of a that's process. Probably frustrating, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I'm with an emotion. It's it's crazy. So right. Um. So today we're just gonna kind of ask you a few questions. Now you're. Uh, we talked about this before off camera, but the first question is kind of like how it happened. But t technically, since you don't have a spinal cord injury, um, why don't you go ahead and explain like your situation and your particular reasoning um, and why why you're on today's show? It's um, it's a very complicated um, sort of diagnosis explanation, but um, in short, um, I was born with two genetic conditions. But uh, the one that kind of puts me in a wheelchair um, is called uh, mitochondrial myopathy. But in layman's terms, I just call it muscular dystrophy. Right. Um, and um, so I uh, basically it's a lot of weakness and. Uh, it's a progressive weakness that I've had to deal with since I was a very young child. So. Right. Does it get worse and worse like as you get older? So it's like. Yes. Uh, I started using a wheelchair on and off when I was 14. And um, it progressed. It started getting progressively worse when I was about 20. And I started using wheelchair full time when I was 20. And I'm now 24. Okay. So you got you got some years under your belt then about the wheelchair life and how how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, the next question is I don't know it's a little bit different than a spinal cord injury for you, but obviously it goes the same way. Would you walk if you could? Meaning, like if you could, from the time you got into that wheelchair, would you be? Would you say, you know what, I don't want to do that. I'm gonna walk, and then you're gonna be a whole different person. So the people that you met, everything you had to do in the wheelchair wouldn't be there. Would you take all that back and start over from 14 or would you keep it where it's at now? Well, um, to be honest, Rick, when I was, when I was younger, when I was about, uh, 14, 
I, I honestly did not want to walk. I was at a very complicated part of my life where I didn't want to. I was really struggling because I hated walking to school every day. It was really hard for me yeah. uh, because my mobility was so bad. I struggled. It was exhausting. And it just was really hard because I didn't have a diagnosis at that time. Right. Um, but now as I'm older, um, I, I miss the ability to be able to walk to school, to be able to walk around and do all the things that I used to do. I miss a lot of what it feels like to do it. Um, but there's a sense of like, not really remembering what that feeling of being able to do those things is like. So right. It's kind of mixed. Mixed feelings on it. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, the next question I got for you is we kind of talked a little bit about was the dating or married and you had informed me that you're actually married, uh, mm -hmm. to another wheelchair user who's actually a spinal cord injury. Survivor. Yes. Um, my husband, uh, I've been with him. Um, we, we were dating, um, for about three years. We've been married, um, almost two years. Um, we've been together a total of five years. Um, I met him back in 2018. Um, he is a C3, C4 incomplete quadriplegic. Um, he got injured in 1996, I believe. Um, wow. and he was about 13 or 14 at the time of his injury. Okay. And now, now he's that's about high up. 40. That's over by like, by your neck, right? Yep. Yeah, like, so he's incomplete. What does that mean? He like any feeling or? Um, it, he describes it as pressure. Um, um, and for him, um, he has this condition with his spinal cord injury where it's called central cord syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, so which means that one, uh, that even though he has quadriplegia and all four of his limbs are affected. Uh, his arms are actually worse off than his legs are. So hmm. he can actually walk with a walker, um, but he um, cannot use his arms like very well at all. Wow. Um, that is interesting. I mean, it's crazy how many different injuries there are, you know what I mean? Like put all together from A to Z from spinal cord and not from spinal cord stuff. But um, yeah, my next question for you is like, what about pet peeves? Like you're in a wheelchair, like today you're out, you're riding around, you know, in your chair, which it's cool to see somebody on a bus. Cause I think that's like new starting. <laughs> They're making spots for people on buses now. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve about being out or like with a wheelchair or from people or anything um, like that? I think one, um, I think that's one thing, um, is probably, uh, I mean, there are so many pet peeves I can think of, but I think in one in particular that probably bothers me the most is that um, I have to take uh, the bus um, to go to places um, because uh, transportation is not accessible um, for wheelchair users. It's not fully um, accessible. Um, it's not to my... Um, it's not like to my access at all like 
because like you need a wheelchair um, accessible vehicle or you need things within your reach. So um, your like insurance won't cover none of that for you or like help you no. get anything? No, I mean like uh, here in Virginia we have um, and actually um, Maryland and DC. So in the D, um, uh, it's the D DMVA sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. um, so it's like we have a DMV, yeah. So we have this uh, tran- uh, paratransit called Metro Access. Um, so it's the accessible paratransit uh, for set up for people with uh, disabilities. Um, but um, so we are able to ride, um, you know, free of um, on like the metro buses, right? Um, but and we can pay a small like a small fee for the paratransit like transportations that can take us to certain locations. Um, but even with that, um, it's not ideal because you have to call at least uh seven days in advance or you have to like schedule online right um even with that it's not um it's kind of like there are certain borders where you have to go and can't go everywhere right and if for instance i have to go to an er in the middle of the night i can't take my wheelchair if I have to, um, if I want to go visit a friend, I have to plan it around the buses or I have to plan it. I have friends in Maryland. I have friends all around and I, I can't always go where I want to go. Right. So. And well, I don't Mike, have a wheelchair van. So. Right. Um, next question that I got for you. And I understand like yeah, the this travel thing is, is crazy yeah. right now. I don't know why they don't, you know. There should be more help, and I think, like, people are trying to get more help for people, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, but the next one I was going to ask you is, what is something that you wish you could do now that you can no longer do? That you um, I wish that... Um, I wish that I could... Um, honestly, I wish I could cook. You can't do that now? You can't just roll up to the stove? Well, I'm probably, I mean, I try to do that too, but it's like you can't You can't do it without standing up. It's kind of weird because you're side cooking. That's not um, ideal either. With my muscular issues, I, uh, my fine motor skills are pretty much uh, oh, crap. So for you to like grab a hot pan or something like that would be pretty dangerous. Uh, lifting heavy things is not my friend. Standing up just... Uh, like all that stuff it's um because with my particular disability it doesn't just affect my motor skills and my my muscle my muscles it also affects uh my like speech it affects my uh the muscles in my like throat just like everything even like dictating to caregivers like what i want to do so it's like i can only imagine that can't be fun but it seems like like you're making the best of it. I mean, I see you do art and stuff like that, um, which is actually one of our questions, which we're going to get to. But before we get to that, your pain level, let's talk about that. So with your diagnosis and everything that you deal with from a day-to-day 
Basis, what is your pain like? I deal with chronic pain every day. Um, my, I have another condition um, called spina bifida occulta. And uh, with that comes having chronic migraines um, mm -hmm. due to my spine not being um, completely um, connected to my brain. Um, and so it causes chronic migraines. Um, and I've had several surgeries to try and remedy that. Um, and it has left uh, a lot of nerve damage in my back. Right. And because of that, I now deal with sciatica. Uh, I've um, heard of that, yeah. And now I have, like, a lot of nerve damage in my lower lumbar area of my back and all the way down. So um, sitting, laying, um, just sitting in my wheelchair for long periods of time, laying down flat on my back, uh, standing, everything hurts. Right. Um, and so uh, my pain level, uh, it's like- it's Fluctuates just, from it's, <laughs> two, yeah. two, three to like and I have nine, like, 10. Yeah, and it's like the the phantom sort of pain of neuropathy. Oh yeah, um, yeah, where you get that shooting pain and like yeah. I get those from time to time. Yeah. Um, so this next question is kind of based for SCI, but it's like, what helped you the most after injury? I'm gonna rephrase that and say, what helps you the most now? Like every day, like what is your big inspiration? Like what do you look at? You know what I mean? As far as like. <laughs> To get out of bed to go do it. What's your like biggest help? You think? I think I look towards um, my um, my friends and the people who are in my corner. Um, I also look towards um, my faith, but I also um, but I find that um, one thing for me that um, really helps me is finding um, inspiration in everything I see, um, whether it is art, whether it's music. Um, I try and pick out little things that can inspire me, um, right. especially because I'm, um, I'm very fueled by my art. Right. Yeah. Which I've seen a lot of. You do a good job. We'll put all that on here too, the links and stuff after the sh uh, show here. Um, my next question, the hobbies, we'll talk about that now. What is your, uh, how did you get into it really? Like, what do you, uh, kind of do? You know what I mean? Let's talk about the pictures you make and all that stuff. Um, well, I, um, I've always, uh, I've always loved, um, like portraits and realism, semi-realism. I've, um, I've always considered myself an extremely artistic person. Um, I love um, just, uh, I love painting. Um, my form of art is like digital painting. Um, and so um, I've been digital painting since I was uh, probably like 15 or 16. Um, and that happened and that came uh, when I had my first surgery um, in the hospital and I was there for a long period of time. Um, and so, I was there 
overnight. Um, and so that's what got me started with that. Right. It was just having to be in the hospital a lot. Had many hospital visits and uh, my mom so got me a tablet. Yeah. yeah. To pass the time kind of sort of thing. Right. And, you know, uh, practicing a lot um, because I had all the time in the world kind of sort of thing. So right. like, that's, that's what I did. And that's where I've gotten now. So, right. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you do a good job. I've seen a few of those. Um, Thank you. What do you think about travel? Like, are you a big fan of traveling, going places that are, like, outside the way, you know, vacationing or anything? I love the idea of travel. Um, nope, you must I, be going through a dead zone or something. You're I've getting worse service. not traveled much. Are you going through a tunnel? The idea of it. Oh, she's breaking up. See, and this is the um, the hazards of doing interviews while mobile. But hey, this is the first one, folks. We've never had another mobile interview. So this is all brand new. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, talk back about the travel thing. <laughs> Oh. What happened? I can't hear you now. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, I'm traveling while I talk about that. <laughs> right. There's the question and the, um, the action while it's going. Yeah. Um, so, as I was saying, um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't, I will admit I have not traveled much in my life. Um, but I love the idea of travel. Right. Um, I would love to travel. However, I'm a bit uh, leery of travel at the moment due to the whole wheelchair or airplane thing. Oh, yeah. No, I won't do it. I'll just drive. <laughs> yeah. And I've already convinced myself there's nowhere I would rather go outside of the country. So, I mean, I'm. I'm cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm playing it. I'm great with that. I mean, we'll go to like, you know, other states and drive around, but driving is different than being 30,000 feet in the air. Um, my last question for you for the day would be, what is your biggest piece of advice you would give to somebody newly injured or somebody that's dealing with, you know, your situation? Um, well, I have seen um, the the kind of trauma that my husband has gone through with his injury, and I've also seen what I've gone through dealing with my diagnosis. And I was diagnosed at a I was actually diagnosed with my diagnosis recently. I was diagnosed this year. Um, oh wow! Which took a very long time for me to get diagnosed, um, considering it's a genetic diagnosis. Um, it's a grieving process, um, as just as much as it is, um, learning how to sort of adapt and survive and just learning how to live. Right. Um, so I guess, um, learning how to, uh, just 
pick yourself up and I guess figure out what works for you because one injury, one diagnosis does not equate the other. And I guess just remember that um, you have to allow yourself not only to physically heal, but to allow yourself to emotionally and mentally heal however long and whatever, because even now, no matter the time period, I mean, it's still a grieving process. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I, uh, I agree with you there. Um, all right, well, let's give it up for Mia Shapiro. Thanks for being on. Um, check back with us next week. We're going to have another one. Mike Whelan at Worldwide says he's got to have him on. we got to put him on next. He's been watching. I'm <laughs> sure he's got a story. That would be great. So we want to thank you, Mia, for coming on. We appreciate it. We'll put all your links and stuff at the bottom of the description once we get done and this gets wrapped up or whatever. Um, and then, you know, stay, we'll stay with you. We'll check back with you maybe from time to time, see how everybody's doing. You're part of the Wheelchair Wednesday family now, so, um, you, you know, you'll be on the list. Everybody can check you out. Um, so for further ado, I do appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our viewers with? Thanks for having me on. Awesome. All right, well, stick with me. I'll be right with you, and then everybody else, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for watching.